This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. No, I didn't watch the Biden speech last night. And uh, I don't have any intentions of watching it. I don't think that many uh, reasonable-minded people, I don't think many people had an interest in it generally. I'm going to guess that it wasn't uh, much watched at all. What do you think? Did you watch it? You tell me. What did you think of it? Did he say, God bless America? Did he say anything that uh, made people feel more united or prouder to be Americans? I seriously, seriously doubt it. So I don't have any interest in listening to his uh, propaganda, his reelection nonsense. In rather than uh, he, he's so uh, willing to uh, take us for fools that rather than address issues head on and you know do the reasonable thing and just blame it on somebody else, uh, he just wants us to, to make believe that everything's okay. The economy couldn't be better. Hmm, really? I'm going to say it can be better there, Uncle Joe. You know, oh, the, the border is secure. Yeah, I'm about as secure as a, uh, as a sieve, right? About as secure as a spaghetti strainer there, Joe. Speaking of spaghetti, what's your son been up to? Spaghetti brain, Hunter Biden. Crazy. The whole story, a delusional lunatic in the White House. Of course, you know, that's what all the Democrats were saying about Trump when Trump was in office. Is everybody ever going to be happy? No. No, they're not. You know, I was uh, really thinking about the story that I told yesterday about the the dental uh, uh, hygienist that was cleaning my teeth. And I don't know if I really made the point. But I was trying to say that, you know, when faced with a difficult person, uh, one of the best tactics that you can use is to blame it on them. But you have to do it in a way that that isn't blaming or finger pointing, right? Because you could just get angry and upset the same way they would if you told them the truth, (laughs) right? You can't tell them the truth because you know they can't handle it. And uh, so how do you how do you handle it? You, you try to convince them that, that if they could just do something a little differently, uh, that the whole situation could be different. Right. And uh, it's just, it can be very, very effective and it rarely backfires. And that's why I said, that, you know, that, that metaphor, the dental hygienist, the guy's complaining, can't you speed it up? It's a Saturday. She doesn't want to be there. What does she do? Just sir, I, I could I could probably speed I could probably go a little faster, but I'm gonna need you to open your mouth a, a little bit wider. Uh, it's just you know the constriction. I have to. It's slowing me down. I don't want to complain, but if you could help me out, I, I think I could get. <laughs> and pretty soon you'd have the guy so focused on the pain in his jaw from stretching his mouth like that that he he wouldn't be saying stupid things like that. Uh, you know, this kind of gamesmanship isn't the way I normally think and the way that, that reasonable people do think. But, you know, when it comes to politics, I don't know that anybody is really reasonable. And the more I think about it, I know that the people should be really reasonable, to tell you the truth. 
<laughs> now they really sound like a politician. No, I'm not watching the Super Bowl either. The second most asked question of the week I'm tired of a- answering. No, no, and no. Don't ask me anymore. Now, um, I know what's going to happen. All the wise guys. Hey, by the way, you going to watch the Super Bowl? Yes, I am. How's that? <laughs> I don't have any plans to watch it. I was considering having a Super Bowl party here at the house, and then I realized that uh, I don't have any friends. That's not true. I have two or three. That's not really true either. <laughs> Maybe just one. <laughs> now, we've got, you know, I purposely keep my circle tight. I like it that way. Uh, anyway, we do have a couple of people. I'm sure we could fill the house up. Um, but I, we're celebrating. We have my daughter's birthday party. We had a family birthday for her. this is with the kids and everything at some uh, special venue. I'll just say I'll tell you about it after the fact. You know, for security reasons, I don't like to make advance notification of the family moves. You understand? Uh, but anyway, it'll be a good time. We're doing that. And, uh, you know, we'll be back early. We could probably do both if we really wanted to. But I was really on the fence to begin with the morning. I was like, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. It's not convenient for me. I've got a busy day on Monday. I need to be focused. Uh, I know nobody else is going to be focused. Everybody's going to be hungover. And I, I just don't feel like getting getting bogged down in that. Uh, and I really have no interest in watching the game, despite the fact that it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know a single player. I don't know who the coach is. I haven't watched a single Eagles game. I happened to watch one NFL game this year. A friend stopped by, and we wanted something on the screen in the background because it's too cold to be outside. Only reason why. It's like, eh, home shopping network or football. Football won over home shopping network, you know? What do you want me to tell you? Biden's speech. God, why would I watch that? I don't know. You say, well, for journalistic reasons. I'm not that journalistic. I don't need to know his side of the story. I'm kind of past that point. You know what I mean? I really don't want to hear it. There was a time when he said, well, I'd like to hear how the opposing point of view thinks. He's just an idiot. Uh, There's nothing he's going to, he's going to get sucked into arguing, lying, talking about things that we shouldn't really be talking about in the first place. Like the Disney story yesterday. Did you get that? Did you get what I was telling you? I, I can't. Did I play the clip on here? I think I did play pieces of it. I start to forget. My memory's good, only good for about, I'm down to about 20 hours I can remember. I can't like remember a full day anymore. Butch Erskine from HopeForSurvival.com, he can remember though. Do you know that I mentioned yesterday, I said he said he listens to, to every podcast. We're going to test that right now, see if he sends me the links. Lo and behold, guess what I got? An email. I was pretty impressed uh, to be listening, even to say you listen every day to uh, to all the podcasts, uh, but to even still to catch that detail, right? To be able to, to pick up on that. Maybe he heard the sweet sound of his name. That's probably what Butch Erskine. Hopeforsurvival.com. Butch is a great guy. He really is. He'll bring out the best in you and the situation. Um, and we had a great time. And uh, I don't have the link handy to put in the show notes for today's show. Way to go, right? After I'm giving them a hard time. And, uh, well, I'll put it out when I'm ready. How's that? (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Maybe I'll play some clips or something. It was a great, great time, though. We talked about security issues relative to the homeless problem in Philadelphia and the drug problem and how that impacts us here. 
Uh, we talked about the tornado and the whole idea of having a get-home bag in your car. Nice conversation about that. That was kind of the focus. Lots to talk about, really, on both fronts. And both, I think, very important in terms of planning. That's why I say to you that being in shape has to be part of your preparedness planning. And I don't preach. You know, I don't get into people's personal lives. I'm just telling you that I'll just speak for myself personally. How's that? Because I really don't like to preach. It's not my job to, to be your whatever beating on you all the time but for me personally 52 years old i view you know staying in shape now granted i have an eight-year-old daughter so that's a bit of a game changer i guess i'm thankful in that end that's pushing me to consider my longevity and not so much you know living forever i I don't know that i'll have full control over that but all i know is i want to be able to take care of myself as best as i reasonably can you know, I mean, I take good care of my cars, don't you? You know, this is the type of people we are. We consider ourselves stewards of our environment, of the things that we own, and our bodies, right? It's our job to, 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 to we've been entrusted with the care of these things. We have a moral responsibility to take good care of them. You know, now, how good a care, I guess it's a matter of degree. But I'm just telling you. If you're drinking excessively and smoking cigarettes, right? You're drinking and using tobacco. And I know you tell me, ah, it's just a little, okay. And then on top of that, you're carrying around what? What do you think? 40 pounds? I'm going to say 60, no problem. Some people, 100. What, what do you think that fact? And maybe you say, no, I, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Okay. Well, somebody out there smoking. I mean, they're still selling plenty of cigarettes. But it's true. I don't see nearly as many people smoking. It's amazing, really. Used to be everybody was smoking. Oh, you see, no, I don't touch that stuff. I don't drink that much. Really? Well, either way, you're 100 pounds overweight. How do you explain that? Mm, I really don't eat that much. I think it's my thyroid. And uh, all that could probably be helped, including your thyroid, by improving. All the more reason to strip out all the processed foods and eat real organic food. Very simple. Very simple. It's just lean meats and proteins like salmon, eggs, fish, chicken, shrimp, crab, steak. You can even have hamburger, uh, bacon. I have ham and green vegetables, much as you can. Pretty simple, right? It's all you got to eat. Just have a diet of that, and you're going to watch that you feel better, look better, perform better. What should I say? You know what I said. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a doc. Take your doctor's advice. I'm not selling you a coaching program here. But to me, it's simple. Now, there's other things I do at this point I found for me. And I've got, like, ever since uh, um, uh, uh, the, the my military deployment, uh, I've had some, like, gastrointestinal issue, um, nausea, you name it. I, to this day, a lot of times. But anyway, I just find it better for me uh, that I don't eat dinner or I have an early dinner, a very, very light dinner. Literally, if I have dinner and dessert, it's like poison to me. I cannot tell you. Uh, it'll cause me to wake up in the middle of the night with abdominal pain. Um, it can uh, make me sick for days. If I have a bowl of ice cream at night, 
it can uh, it can really do not not always you know not all the time it can depend on a combination of things. So anyway, in, 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 inadvertently, I end up intermittent fasting just because I feel so much better by eating on a different cycle. And it's just been trial and error for me kind of narrowing that down. That's how I like to eat. Find that sweet spot for you. I don't walk around feeling hungry. I don't walk around feeling tired. Now, there's times that somebody was eating a great tuna hoagie today. I saw I was like, hmm. They actually offered me half of it, too. It's like, I'll tell you what, that roll looks really good. I don't have any bread. Uh, but I don't want to eat it right now. You know, there would be a time and a place for that. I said, no, I'm going to stick to my my game plan. Anyway, I think it's the basis, getting yourself physically fit. I did this crazy uh, uh, squat and, and lunge workout. It's very simple, really. It was alternating back and forth and then high knees in between, um, you know, as, as a break and then back to it and just max out on that body weight exercises. Don't get too crazy. You don't have to go too deep. You don't have to go too fast. Just keep steady hitting it like a piston. Boom, boom, boom. Building muscle. And you can build muscle in your 70s, 80s. You don't believe me? Look up uh, Albert Beckles. Anyway, I'll use that as a segue. Enough said, right? Uh, Interesting article here about these deep fake videos, which is a real concern with the uh, the development of AI. I see some weaknesses in AI, by the way. More than one, I don't know, but um, it's a crazy, crazy phenomenon. I hope I've been kind of giving you a little clue what it's capable of. But when it becomes capable of digitally creating, say, Donald Trump and creating a video that's highly convincing, how do you trust video anymore like it will cause the whole uh, network to crumble when you think about it like you really can't trust much of anything that's printed in the internet that's text just can't you got to like triple double triple check it ai is going to take that out they're going to do the checking but they're going to show you how the checking was done there's this reward system that it works on to if it's getting it right or not it's very fascinating, but it's basically, you know, they want to make it sound like it's some uh, super intelligent system. And I, and I don't really view it that way. It's just like the, uh, you know, the, the, the secret switches in the, in the social media. It's not. They're able to measure uh, w- where your, your pointer is on the screen, what you're clicking on, what you're hovering over, what you're stopping at. And they're combining that data, and they study it. Like, you know what? They see the patterns. You know, for people that hover over an image um, are twice as likely to click a link, right? You see where I'm going? And then they found through split A and B testing, this is real stuff you would do in marketing, that the darker ads would appeal to white people and, you know, whatever. And the, and now, with everything being digital, they've just been able to drill into that in, in incredible detail and have instantaneous results. And now, I told you, AI, so these are the data points that I'm talking about, right? So using a photo as an example, here's a photo, data point one, political, data point two, American flag, data point three, Donald Trump, data point four, president of the United States. Except, you know, however many of those, you might have 10 or 12 data points. 
And, and what that allows you to do is to take a photograph, and by putting those, those labels on it, those hashtags, those labels, those data points, all the same thing. Then it enables you to take, you know, 10 million photos and quickly pull out the photos of Donald Trump with an American flag in the photo. You see what I'm saying? Or a variety of different parameters. And it's not just photos. It's songs. It's data. It's information. It's crazy. And now AI is taking that a step further in learning how to actually answer questions. And so in the simplest sense, but this is just a small piece of the AI, that you'll say you'll search for um, how to grow tomatoes. Now, if you were to search for that on DuckDuckGo uh, or Safari or even Google, what are you going to get? Well, it's going to take you to tomatoes.com and homegrowers.com and growyourownvegetables.com to the blog article that talks about how to grow your own tomatoes. And there's a whole gamesmanship in that. Maybe I produce a podcast, How to Grow Your Own Tomatoes. I write a description. This podcast is about how to grow your own tomatoes in deep, dark soil in a five-gallon bucket. These are all uh, data points, uh, SEO-driven, same concept. But what's going to happen with AI, instead of getting links to a bunch of stuff that you got to read through and figure out on your own, that's not what you're going to get. The AI is going to say to you, and it's going to learn you, just like Facebook and Twitter. And it's going to say, well, Joe, uh, the best place to start is with tomatoes in a five-gallon bucket. Start by going to Amazon. I've already sent you the email link. And purchasing a few food-grade buckets. Drill holes in the bottom so that the water can circulate. Fill them about three-quarters of the way with this soil available at Lowe's. You can pick up any time. Here's the closest location on your way home from work. I kid you not. Wow. While you're there, you might want to grab some stakes because as the plants grow about six to eight weeks in, you're going to want to begin to tie them off. If you stay on top and you harvest the, the, the uh, tomatoes just as they start to turn red, uh, if you like them completely vine-ripened, you can leave them a little longer, but uh, continue to harvest them. You'll find the, continue, the tomatoes will continue to grow through the season as long as you continue to water the bucket on at least an every-other-day basis. It's all going to come out of AI. I think it's already doing that. Um, you can go way further with it. Let's say you're going to search right now. I'll give you, This is the last example I'll give you. Uh, you, you go on uh, any search engine right now, you say, um, you know, how to write a, a reference letter. Like, say you have a, somebody who reports to you, whether you're a manager or a business owner, and, and you had some kid working, you say, can you write me a, re- a, letter, a, a reference letter for this job I'm applying for? Yeah, sure, there, schmuckatelli, let me put something together for you. And you don't do this every day. Say so you go to the, the grand wizard there, Google. Google. Spit me out a letter, and they'll give you some examples and templates. And you go through that whole process. Not anymore with AI. I actually saw this exact example. A friend, uh, his uh, wife is a manager 
at a uh, big food uh, chain. What do you call it? The uh, chain. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't want to say the name of it. And some kid needed a referral letter. Says to her husband, he's like, yeah, sure. He'd been playing around with this AI. Showed me the whole thing. Blown away. Blown away. So when they can take that technology and create deep fake videos, it's coming. Uh, I believe there already is AI that's capable of creating them. I know there is, actually. I think that has a ways to go in its uh, development. I'm not aware of anything that's allowing the capturing of smell in robotics or AI. And I think that's going to be one big weakness, quite frankly. Uh, but I think there's other flaws in the, in the whole thing. I really do. Uh, like anything, I'm sure it'll be misused, but it's going to have great power. AI is going to really upend the way we do a lot of things. It really is. And further, further... Uh, put reliance on our very, very tender Achilles heel, which is the power grid. Do you realize without a power grid that we've got nothing? We've got nothing. Uh, With that as a segue, I wanted to mention this. I have the video here uh, embedded in the show notes. You don't even have to go to YouTube to get it. Uh, Go to the show notes here. And I have this video for Canadian Prepper. And um, <clears throat> I would say I am a fan of Canadian Prepper. Uh, I, I just like the guy. I find him mostly entertaining. I rarely watch the videos all the way through. And I can't remember anything that he's ever said that had a big impact on me or changed the way I prepare or look at things. Um, and I want you to just remember, I know I'm giving you mixed vibes here. Um, um, that this guy makes a living keeping people scared. Um, but anyway, he claims like two days ago that uh, there's going to be a huge crisis coming within the next 10 days. And we'll see. You know, I don't know how the audience seems to be very forgiving. They never go back. Yeah, I was wrong about that. You won't hear that. And I feel like we go through the same cycle every 30 days or so. The next 10 days, didn't, didn't you say that not too long ago? Uh, it, every day seems to be a, a crisis with this. Uh, you know, but like I said, I, I'm not, you know, it's what he does. It's, it's, he's in preparedness. He's got a website, a warehouse, overhead, and you know, he's got to sell. So here's what's interesting to me about this. I'm talking to Butch the other night, and he kind of goes on a, on a whole little diatribe about, uh, you know, how he, he thinks that there's this heightened threat level right now. Not necessarily even man-made, like natural disaster-wise, like that. There's this common belief in the, you know, in the, in the federal agencies, like that we're going to be entering a turbulent period. And I've heard people talk about this. Now, how do you know? I'm like, listen, all these people with crystal balls, I've never really seen it pan out. Uh, that being said, there are patterns to things, and I think that um, we had quite a, a period of of nice there for a while through the 80s and 90s. We don't even realize, maybe not perfect. But in terms of, you know, how violent world history has been in terms of natural disasters and, and wars and so it's a pretty nice period of time, really, when you think about it. The standard of living for everybody greatly increased. You know, I was a kid walking around carrying around iPhones, and both my kids have, have lived a, a level of life way above what I had. 
as a child. Now, as they enter adulthood, I think they're going to have a harder time, ironically enough. That's one of the things that concerns me, what we're leaving behind. Uh, but anyway, it's been a really nice period. I think that we, you know, certainly we could be entering a period where we're back to more normal. But that's not what, what this guy, Canadian Prepper, is saying. That's not what Pachurskin's saying. So like anything, I think to myself, well, what did the facts say? What does the evidence suggest? Well, and he's kind of got this map here on this YouTube video. You got unrest all over the world. Throw in a massive earthquake in Greece, like barely enough time for that to even make it to the news. Well, Uncle Joe had to speak. I mean, come on. And then, of course, we need you know 10 minutes of Ukraine in there, I'm sure. I saw Zelensky's back in Britain saying he needs more weapons. This is an unbelievable little joke at this point. Like, the, 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 the tanks haven't even shipped. And he's like, I'm going to need more. What do you mean? You need more what? I'm going to need fighter planes. Like, where is it going to end? It's not going to end. We're going to get sucked into World War III. Somebody better step up quickly. It's not going to be anybody in Europe. Europe is, is gone. I've been watching too much Disney or something like that. So, anyway... Just stay with me a second. You know, where are we at? You know, DEFCON what? Um, you got Ukraine, naturally, which is highly risky of bubbling over. You know, half of me thinks, I'm like, why, why isn't Russia just marching in there? They've been building up, building up, building up. I'm like, oh, my God, what, you know, when is this going to end? Um, you know, why aren't they just, you know, don't they have the ability to just mop this up? Maybe they don't. Maybe this is a big environment. Maybe they're dragging it out on purpose. But why, if they are? Maybe because they're looking to cut a deal, probably hoping to make a deal. You know, it seems like maybe there's more sensibility on the Russian side than there is on our side at this point. But I really don't have a lot of stock and faith in that idea. We're going to put our faith in, in Putin and Russia. Hey, I've been saying for a while, I mean, look at the people that have, the, you got people that have fled there, that have done some uh, perhaps illegal, but highly patriotic attempts to bring information to light, to tell the truth, uh, to speak freely. And now they're in Russia, you know, and that's been going on a while. I remember saying year, <clears throat> years ago, you know, it's like, wow, seems like things are a little more free in Russia these in certain ways than here. Fact. I don't know. Go uh, on Google Earth, good old Google, and look at the uh, street imagery and compare it to Kensington. Okay? Uh, you know, something is going on there that's positive. They have very low national debt. So, uh, you know, how do you compare that to what's going on here? Anyway, uh, a lot. Of it, it has a high risk of bubbling over, potentially in a big way, right? This could, could be a... A nuclear war. Nobody seems to be taking any of this too seriously, not even myself. Ah, come on. Nobody's really going to do that, are they? Are they? EMP attack? Why hasn't Russia done that over Ukraine, you have to ask? Why don't they just, if they're going to shut out the lights, why waste time with all these drones? Why not just float an, a balloon? Or why not just borrow one of those balloons from China? And set off an EMP attack and shut everything in Ukraine down. End of story. Done. Over. Why wouldn't they simply do that if, if this is really a threat? You see, the lack of congruence. Something strange is going on. 
But it's definitely evil and sinister. Case in point, Disney. You know, you I just I watched that video and I'm like, it's all true, isn't it? The international pedophile, you know, not that I ever denied it. I just I didn't want to believe it. I don't think. I don't think I ever wanted to believe that that, that Disney would partake in something like this. But it's happened. Back to my point. You've got unrest in Syria, Iran, acting funny. Um, so Taiwan is another whole uh, situation, the situation of the balloons. Um, right, lots of, And then, you know, you get the earthquake and then the, this train in, in Ohio. It's like, you know, it almost does kind of seem that the, the, the world's coming off the rails in some ways. I don't know. Time will tell. There's always these things going on, though, right? What can you do about it? Well, I think the equation is the same. And, you know, one of the big reasons that I appreciate Butch Erskine and Hope for Survival is what it did for us, and that is gave us a peace of mind. It was a big change for us moving here. We're coming up on our third year anniversary. A couple weeks after we moved in, boom, lost power. And it was an eye-opener in February with no power, no heat, no water because we're on a well. Now, I've said, told you this story before. There's a hotel right down the street. It was just us and a couple of neighbors that didn't have power. We did lose our refrigerator. We turned it into a fun time. We were moving. We hadn't even settled in because we were putting new flooring in. We pulled in the, the deck furniture, lit a fire on the fireplace, and turned it into a little inside camping trip. Had a great time. Completely unprepared because everything we had was packed in boxes, all of our camping gear and everything, not even a flashlight. We literally pulled off uh, solar uh, lights from the yard <laughs> and brought them inside so that we have some light besides the, uh, besides the fireplace. But it was at that point that I realized that I was going to need to do more to be prepared to take care of my family, especially given our new environment. And we did. And it didn't cost a lot of money. Didn't cost a lot of money at all, including the generator. I'm going to say about four thousand dollars. We've got long-term storage food, about six weeks of that. Um, you know, that's stuff that we can take out. That's like 25-year food, not a ton of it. You know, like five-year stockpile. That stuff's expensive, and we don't use it. Like if all goes well, in about 20 years now, we're going to just chuck it. Hopefully, I'll be so old I won't care anymore. I don't know. And then we have a pantry of stock, and I don't need to go down the whole list. Solar lighting, generator, temporary heat, backups on backups. We've got a stock of propane. We've got a stock of fuel for the generators. We've got liquid fuel uh, that we can burn, gel fuel. We've got it covered, believe me. Security, we're locked down. Good luck. And quite frankly, I need the target practice at this point. You know what I'm saying? But it gives us a peace of mind. It really does. We don't worry. I think about it from time to time. Uh, I was the other day I was thinking, you know, as I think it was this video got me worked on. Like, maybe, should, should I get more fuel storage? I'm like, self, let's cool it. If I did see that the threat level changed that where it was current, concerning to me, yeah, I would, I would consider making adjustments on what we had available. But I'm not really seeing that right now. Uh, but then we had the tornado go through here, and, and Butch had been uh, counseling me prior. You need you need a bag in your car. You need a bag in your car. And I was like, dude, you're so you're you know overzealous nut job carrying a survival bag around with me. I have a bag in my vehicle now at all times. 
it's just smart planning, quite frankly. And quite frankly, I look back and think, how foolish. <laughs> this is where I say Bush, Bush, Bush. Butch has the uh, patience of a saint. You know, he, you know, <laughs> if I was on the receiving end of me in that situation, I would be like, all right, well, you, you big idiot. <laughs> I hope you get frostbite and die. You know, Butch was just like, well, I'll give it some thought. <laughs> I'm going to give some thought to putting you in a headlock. Scruffing your hair up a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't hurt the guy, you know what I mean? What do you want me to tell you? But then there's the physical part of it. And I do like to push myself. And, you know, believe me, I like to talk tough and, and far from the best shape of my life, believe me. Yeah, but I just like to stay, you know, enough that I can stay on my feet, you know what I mean? And if I got to walk, I can walk. And if I got to build, I can build. And if I got to cut wood, I can cut wood. And if I got to go fish for food or do whatever I got to do. And I don't really worry too much. You know, I'm, I, I look at everything going on and, you know, I do get frustrated from time to time. But I'm not worried. You know, I, I'm concerned, right? I keep an eye on things and I think you should too. So anyway, it's Friday. As we head into the weekend, I hope I can at least convince you a little bit to think about, are you prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, practically, spiritually? Very few people are. Maybe now it's time to think about it. I'll tell you the best place to start. I don't know how many financial ties. I don't get paid. Nothing like that. Hopeforsurvival.com. He's got a book. Go get that book. All right. I don't know. He's charging like an arm and a leg for it. I think it's like $25, or something for this thing. Trust me, it's worth every penny of it. All right, go get it. Hopeforsurvival.com. I like to support my buddy Butch anyway. It's a book that you'll find very valuable. Do it this weekend and come up with a little plan. And I'd like to hear what you're doing with it. You can email me at ChristopherScottShow.com. Hey, whatever you decide, do a little something to take care of yourself this weekend. God willing, I'll be back Sunday, Monday. Ah, we'll see how I feel. We'll see what happens. With everything going on, it's probably going to be Monday. Who knows? I might even take Monday off now that I think about it. I'll be back soon. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day.